You are listening to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, a podcast that explores spirituality, shares vulnerable stories, brings awareness to different healing modalities, and offers hope to individuals who may be grieving a loss. I'm Alexa Mathis. And I'm Sydney Ham, and we are your hosts, also known as the Soul Connection Duo. Get ready to connect to your soul and start healing within. Today, our guest is Kristen Lavin. Kristen is the author of the memoir, The Butterfly Promise, a story about eternal love, grief, and the wonder of afterlife. Her book was a finalist in IN Book of the Year Awards. Her blog, The Wondrous Journey of Being Here, explores self and planetary wellness and the wonders of life. She has worked in the natural product sector for 20 years and lives and loves the clean green life. Kristen lives in New York with her husband and furry family. Welcome to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, Kristen, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Um, Like we mentioned, we both had time to read your book before this recording. Um, Actually, I listened to it on audiobooks, so I feel like I've already come to know your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And your book is so beautiful and it's so similar to our journey and our story through loss and grief so we're so excited to have you here today to learn a little bit more about you and I think have a conversation surrounding grief and loss and kind of um, I guess this self-discovering and learning so many interesting and cool things about the universe that often I think as you've mentioned in in your book go kind of get viewed as coincidences or you know we we kind of just overlook because our our lives are so busy so thank you so much for being here um and if anyone obviously will get into your book and all that after but I would highly recommend it to anyone um it was a beautiful read so thank you for sharing your story. oh thank you so much that's so nice of you to say <laughs> I really appreciate it I love when people give me feedback on the book and um you know how they connected to it it's always fun to hear that you know mm-hmm. I love it and I'm so glad you listened to it because I feel yes. like you guys got two perspectives <laughs> one read it and one listened to it so it's interesting that's a good dynamic totally yeah I was running a little bit behind before the recording so I was like oh, I'm just gonna download it on audiobooks because I really did want to try to after hearing um Lex's thoughts on the books I was like I have to read it so that was the only way I could get it done before this recording so I'm so happy I I got to um and I think it's so relatable to um us who've experienced loss and kind of um our journey afterwards through grief but I think it would be amazing for anyone else who's kind of exploring that right now as well so do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and kind of if you're willing to share the inspiration behind um your book yes of course I'd love to do that (laughs) Um, so basically I, I, let's see, what, what do I want to say? Um, the inspiration behind my book is I thought I had a great story to tell because when you lose somebody, it's such a, a lone and lonely moment. And then you feel that so many, you feel that afterwards for so long, you feel lonely, you feel isolated, you feel like you know, no one gets it, but everybody gets it, right? We all go through it. So I felt like when all these strange things started happening to me, I, I just felt like I wanted to read a book that was kind of offered me comfort, but also offered me answers to spiritual questions that I was asking myself and other people too. So I felt like, let me look for a book that I can, I can turn to for answers. And I really wasn't finding the exact book that I, that I was looking for. I wanted like a cross between, you know, a story about grief and afterlife and all those feelings that go along with it, but also the question of does it exist? And am I crazy for believing in this? So of course, I just said, I think I have a story here that other people probably feel this way too. And maybe other people would want to read my experience and then feel they could relate to that in some way. So basically, um, I just started kind of um, writing everything down as it was happening. And I really 
I just felt like I, I have a book here. This is like, and, and as things unfolded and got stranger and stranger, and then I was kind of flashing back to other experiences I had, I was like, okay, this is like all coming together now. So I just, um, you know, basically that was the inspiration. And also the other inspiration was the love for my grandmother. And I feel like we can all relate to that one person in our lives that we lose that is so special that it's hard to get over, but also have given you so much joy. And can that joy and can that love continue after the person dies? Is that love eternal? And I think that's like a theme in my book that I explore as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the book was such a lovely like tribute to your grandma, but also your cat, which I think is so interesting too. that a lot of people when we lose an animal or a pet, um, Lex and I were talking about this the other day that you know, oftentimes it kind of gets shoved under the rug, you know, it's just a pet, we can get another one, whatever. So I think it was so beautiful, too, that you explored that. Because I mean, I thought about it when I lose my dog one day, I'm going to be absolutely devastated. They, you know, they're with us all the time, you know, even if we're mad or having a bad day, they're always there. And so I think that was another um, really interesting perspective that you you shared as well in in relation to loss and grief in addition to your, the loss of your grandmother as well. Yeah. And for many people, that's one of the first experiences they have. A lot of times it happens when you're younger, you have an experience like you lose the family pet and you don't know how to process it all. So I think um, we all go through that journey as well. If you're a pet lover or if you've had an animal in your house, you know, they become part of your family and they're really special. And I just think grieving an animal is a real pet grief is real. That's all I have to say. It's real. Mm -hmm. We feel it, but it's also, it's another one that's kind of stigmatized because you feel like a lot of people don't relate to that, or they've had other losses in their lives that are far worse, like losing a child or something. And then, so your, your grief about losing a pet feels kind of minor next to something like that, or somebody that doesn't agree with animals. They're just like, like you said, Oh, just get another one. And it's not that simple, you mm -hmm. know, cause I feel like there are special animals in our life too. You can have, you know, 10 dogs or cats over your life. And there's that one or two special one that just kind of gets you They're They're like your little soulmate. And so, you know, grieving them is hard. And I feel like it's very relatable. Yeah. Big time. And I know like we've kind of, we've talked to a lot of people who have different perspectives on this, but I think you kind of mentioned it in your book as well with um, how, when we have that special animal, is there a chance it can potentially come back to us in another form, in another body? Um, and I want to believe that totally. It's like, I, I've one of my dogs is just like this, amazing soul and I'm just like oh my god when when he leaves please <laughs> will you come back and yeah. like it's it's a really cool thing to think that they can choose to come back if they want to be with us again in this lifetime so I really yeah. liked that that was a piece that you shared as well yeah and that was kind of like um one of the funny chapters in the book I don't want people to think that the book is just like so sad completely because mm -hmm. there's a lot of funny <laughs> moments and of course there's comic relief when when it comes down to tragedy in life as well like sometimes you find yourself laughing at a funeral <laughs> you know something it's just so funny because I think like maybe God makes it like that or the universe makes it like that so that you could you can grieve and kind of like you know, get a sense of relief. And one of the chapters in my book is about just that. Like I was hoping my cat was going to be reincarnated into my new cat. So I did an experiment. I won't give anything mm -hmm. away, but I did an experiment that my other cat really loved asparagus, which I thought was somewhat unusual for a cat to like. Um, and so mm -hmm. I did this whole thing where when I got my new cat, he was doing like strange things that were similar to my other cat so I said huh I wonder if he's like reincarnated from sprinkles my my past my cat that had passed away and so I did an experiment where I 
concocted this whole plan where I was going to make asparagus and I was going to present it to him and, you know, Hey, you know, God, if this is true, then you're going to make him eat these asparagus and then I'm going to know for sure. So that was kind of like a fun chapter to write. And it was a little bit of like more of a lighthearted thing, even though it was coming from a sad point of view because I was missing my cat, but it was, uh, it was fun to write. And a lot of people gave me feedback that they thought that was like a fun chapter. And they wondered the same thing. Are pets reincarnated and are they still around this, the same way we think people are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading it on the plane and I think I found myself like actually laughing out loud <laughs> at some of that because it was, I feel like I would do that totally. <laughs> like I could just see myself being like, Oh, this seems like it's all lining up and then trying to prove it somehow to make myself believe it in a more concrete way. So yeah, it all seems so ridiculous, but you know, the, the, the things we go through to, you know, prove a point or feel good about something, you know, it's endless, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it, it sparks like a, a good idea too, into people who've read it too, that are, you know, maybe anticipating the loss of, you know, an older dog or whatever, um, you know, when I was reading it, I was, my dog has so many weird quirks and he's just very particular about things. He's very picky. So I was like, it would be so obvious for me if, if, and when he passes away, um, I got another animal, um, to, to, to realize if it was his soul that did reincarnate. Cause he's so particular about things. And, and Lex knows that too. He's like <laughs> the pickiest dog ever, but, um, yeah, I think it was really cool. And especially when you're talking about grief and loss too. I think it's so important to have that balance of, you know, keeping it light and funny and, and then also having those serious moments, which I think you really did have throughout the book. There was a couple of times when I was listening to it, um, you know, I texted Lex, Lex and I was like, oh my gosh, like my heart right now is like breaking. But then there was other parts that were like, you know, obviously funny and, and also so beautiful in that way. So I think it had the perfect balance of all of that in there. Um, oh, I'm, thank you. Yeah, I'm curious as to how long. I'm not sure exactly when it was published, but how long after um, your losses did you write the book? Um, so I wrote it. Mm, I would say a year later, I started it. Okay. And I started um, workshopping it. Actually, there's a place called Gotham's Writers. Mm-hmm. And it's in New York City. And I used to go in there every day and take writing class. Essentially, it was kind of like more in a workshop environment. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't really, you know, I went to college, but I didn't major in literature or anything or writing or anything. I just had taken classes. And that was quite a while ago. So I said, I don't even know how to write a book. How do I do this? And so it was so helpful. It was, you know, we were all bringing in our our work every week and the teacher was, you know, going over it and we would share our stories. And it's a great way to see if you have a story, like how people are responding to what you're writing. And they're saying, yes, this is great. Go do more of that. Or I don't get this part. Do maybe, you know, tweak that a little bit. So it was great to have feedback from 10 other people while I was writing it. So I did that for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, once I started writing it, I, you know, I did that with, with the workshop and I did probably two or three workshops over the course of two years, worked on my own. And then I, you know, then of course, you know, they always say about writing a book, it's actually rewriting a book because there's a lot of editing to do. You know, you want it, you want it to yeah. be as tight as possible as, as, um, not a lot of extra words and you want to make your point kind of clearly, but yet keep the themes of the book alive. And so there was a lot to it. And I, it was, it was a really joyful experience to write it because I, I was kind of reliving all these fun things in my life, um, including, you know, the relationship with my grandmother and other things that had happened to me that were questionably psychic, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, um, and then I didn't publish it for several years after because I probably worked on it for maybe like five, five years total. And then I kind of, I just took a break and then I went back and I, I tightened it up one more time. And then I started exploring self-publishing and that's kind of the route I 
you know, I, I, I took and which was allowed me a lot of creative freedom. And it was a huge learning process on how to publish a book and also produce an audio book myself and narrate it. So that in itself, you know, it was a very huge learning and process, but so fun and made my brain work extra hard, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's so important too, to have something, especially when you're in that difficult grieving process to, you know, really, um, you know, have something to remember that person and focus your energy towards that um, kind of feels like you're honoring the person. So I'm just assuming it was a helpful process for you in your healing journey. But um, if not, like, um, tell me otherwise, but I'm assuming it really helped you along your your grieving journey writing that. It's such you know, I think you're absolutely right. Putting your grief to purpose or work is such a great idea. Like a lot of people, you know, sometimes people lose somebody in their life, like to cancer, and then they join a cancer group and and they become activists. And I think, you know, kind of channeling that sadness, grief into something powerful is so effective and healing for ourselves and also to help other people. You know, that was another thing is, you know, the, I wanted to write the book to help other people as well and say, Hey, you know, someone might be going through this and maybe this could be helpful to another person. And I think that really isn't that what life is all about is just the connection we have to one another and helping each other out. Yeah, that connection and ability to relate like that was the whole idea behind the beginning of our podcast was the loss of it was a good friend of mine and Sydney's boyfriend that we lost in 2019. And um, we were just sharing some of the experiences that we had had throughout our process of grieving and um, the different avenues that we'd gone to try to help ourselves process some of it. And we really, we just thought we need to share this with people because other people need these resources that, you know, like if they are, are looking, then where do they find them? Because a lot of times you can go down like a huge rabbit hole of like, you want to just read all the grief books or like things like that. But then there's this whole other route into like the spirituality aspect of grief I for a lot of people at least and that was kind of where we were at and we were at a point that it was like okay we have too much stuff here that (laughs) we can't just be sharing it between the two of us other people need to kind of be able to access some of this because I know it was hard even for us to find some of it so um, thank you for sharing your book and for having an accessible way that people can explore both of those aspects um, and maybe hopefully um, realize that some of the experiences that they're having they're not crazy they're not um, like yeah the that that part of it those strange things that happen and you feel crazy like (laughs) you totally do I know in our first episode we shared the story about um, how we kind of came to realize that we were being visited from the other side in these crazy, weird ways. And my first experience was actually really similar to yours when you lost your grandma and you woke up in the middle of the night and it was like, what the hell is going on? Um, But am I crazy or is this actually something? And it was similar in the sense that like it happened the one time and I was like, that was for sure something. And then I told myself, nope, nope, that's, that can't be like, he's gone. He's not here. (laughs) Um, He's not able to do things that are crossing over into this part. He's off wherever he's got to be. And um, it happened again. And then it started happening to Sydney once I told her what had happened to me. So it was a really wild experience and it really validated that um, to go through it together, validated that it wasn't just like, Uh, Oh my God, I'm the crazy one for thinking these things. Um, I love that. I love that. And that's so special that you guys, you know, took your shared experience and now you are putting it out into the world for others to kind of gobble up and enjoy and learn from and, and just 
kind of connect with you. I think that's great that you guys are doing this as well, because I think more and more people are having more and more experiences. And I think as a society or as or just as human beings, we're having more spiritual experiences. And I think we are evolving to more openness and you know, connection to something deeper and more universal. And I think that's a really, you know, doing a podcast is a, a, is a great way to, to share that with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, you touched on the point there. I mean, when our loss occurred, we, it was in 2019 and it was kind of, you know, things weren't, I didn't know anything about spirituality. I think if you had told me all these crazy strange things I like never ever would have believed it but it gets to the point where you know certain things are happening before your eyes that are so obvious and just you you can't deny the fact that it, it isn't your loved one or someone on the other side um sending you messages and so like it really slapped I think both of us right across the face so hard that like we really couldn't like deny what was happening um, and I think it was so beautiful too in your book that you talked about. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was in your book. I've read a few grief things lately, but um, you were saying like, there is no, no death, like our souls, you know, they live on and, you know, just cause we've experienced this loss, they're still always with us um, kind of no matter what. And I think the one, I mean, there's multiple parts in your book. I absolutely love, but I love how you wrapped it up in the end talking about, um, kind of just summarizing everything it was so beautiful it brought tears to my eyes I finished it half an hour before we started recording this on my walk and I was like literally in the street with tears in my eyes and I was like that Aww. is so it was so beautiful so like I think oh my god thank you so much that's so sweet I'm gonna I get, cry oh my I, gosh I know I get so <laughs> emotional every time we talk about like grief or loss normally I like I could share my story now and like you know, not, I get teary, but nothing crazy. But as soon as we start talking about this, or I read it or listen to it, it always brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> um, oh. But now I'm like, where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> brain fog. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <That's> I, <okay. laughs> I think we'd love to obviously hear a little bit more um, about kind of, I guess, um, were you a spiritual person before this happened? I, I don't, I can't remember if you mentioned the book if you were not, but I know a lot of it escalated kind of after your loss and, and through grief. I know you had that anticipatory grief with your grandmother, whereas ours was um, sudden and unexpected. So there's two different kinds of loss there. Um, mm -hmm. Did you notice some of these spiritual things kind of happening um, before? And just, we'd love to hear that perspective because ours was a lot, a lot different. So. Yeah, I, as my mother says, you were always a questioner. You always questioned things. You always were wondering about things. Um, so I feel like I always was that way. I think I, I think of myself kind of as an old soul. I think I've been here many times. Hopefully this is the last and I'm getting my wings. Yes. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> That's what I've said too. <laughs> yeah, I, this is it. I'm like coming back as an angel next yeah. time. I'm going to be looking down at people and helping them that from that perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I was always that way. And then I had, um, I definitely had like kind of psychic experiences where I guess I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what to make of them. I just thought that's an odd coincidence. Wow. Or I knew this was going to happen or, and my mom has that a little bit too. Um, so I think I, I definitely was always a spiritual person, but I think when my grandmother, um, and so for those of you, I don't even think we mentioned what the butterfly promise is, no. but <laughs> maybe we should give a little a little background, you know, backstory <laughs> here, but, uh, the better, the butterfly promise, which is the name of my book is, is a, a, the story about me and my grandmother and my grandmother is essentially, she's just like my kindred spirit. I love her. We, I, you know, she was like my second mom and I always just feared her dying when I was as she got older, I always thought, oh, what am I going to do without her? And so when that time did come, when she uh, she was actually injured in a serious um, fall, she was kind of on her deathbed. And she said to me, um, you know, 
something might happen or whatever. And I just basically said, you know, if you die, what am I going to do without you? I'm not going to be able to live without you. You're my everything. And she said, well, what makes you think that you'll live without me? I'll always be around. And I was like, kind of looking at her like, what, what do you mean by that? And she said, I'll always be around for you. And I said, it kind of clicked in that instant. And I just said, okay, well, how will I know that then? What, how is that going to work? And she said, I'll promise you a butterfly. You know, I'll, you know, the, a, a, mm-hmm. I'll send you a butterfly. That was her promise basically. So the, that's what the book explores. It, it's basically an exploration in, does that happen? How does it happen? And do we believe when a butterfly comes, if that's, you know, in my case, or some other people have cardinals and other people have dragonflies, but do we believe, and is that true? And how do we know for sure? And, you know, so it explores different avenues about different religions as well. I got into that a little bit. I also get into uh, the aspect of physics and how we are all energy and energy never dies. So where does it go? Where does our energy from our bodies go, our soul go? So that's the exploration on that. Um, so basically, I I feel like once my grandmother had made me that promise and things started to unfold, and when she eventually did pass on, I kind of really wanted answers because I felt like somebody was kind of you know, I had lost my cat and I, I lost other relatives, um, only a few, but no, nobody's like very close to me, nobody in my inner circle. So this kind of rocked my world and I wanted answers. I was like, how could she be here one minute? And now she's gone. She, had, she, had, she was such a lively person that she had to have gone somewhere. And I kind of, I felt like I wanted to believe that, but I wasn't sure. And I, just like you guys, I started reading different books about grief and healing and afterlife. And so it was, I feel like, I think we are, we're, we're sort of like, I think once we find ourselves in a spiritual position, we continue to open up. And I feel like we're, you know, this fist that we're clenched up and there's a, there's a beautiful roomy poem about how you are continually opening up like an open hand. And that's like how, you're exploring and you're opening up constantly to different experiences in your life and beliefs, you know, beliefs that you have. So I feel like I'm always a work in progress. And I feel like, you know, probably 10 years from now, I'm going to have a new perspective of this and other things in my life. And I, you know, I hope that happens. I hope I continue to grow and, and, you know, be, become more awakened, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, that's such a good point. Like we're always at these different crossroads of where, what we believe in, what leads us to believe those things. And I really related well with like your, your relationship with your grandmother was so beautiful. And I loved that you called her Graham because I call my grandma that and she listens to this podcast. So I'm just going to say hi, Graham. Um, Hi, Graham. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And but the other piece with that, like with the shifting views in spirituality, I really actually I quoted one of your um, one of the aspects of it because I really liked um, the part about going to church because I know you went to church with your grandma and um, the in your book you say I never felt connected to church God is every day and everywhere God's not just Sunday at 11 a.m and I feel that big time I grew up going to church and I never felt it there never in those four walls but when I go out in nature and or have like a good connection with a friend like all these different things in life that really bring you to soul or to source, whatever that is for you. So for some people it is church and that's wonderful. Um, it's just not where I know I've felt it. Yeah. I, and I do, I feel like I have people in my life that go to church, you know, that's where they feel connected. And I feel like that's totally if that works for you, that works. Like, and I, so I do feel like people feel connected to something deeper and more profound in certain areas of their life. Some people need church and they go and it, that 
kind of gives them comfort and they feel connected there. And that that's great because, you know, you're, you are in a, in a place where other, with other like-minded people. So there's a beautiful connection there as well. Um, but like me and like you, I feel like I always feel so connected to something deeper when I'm out in nature that I, I just feel like even when I look up at the sky and I see the stars, you know, it's like amazing. And I, I just believe like there's something out there and that's when I feel it in like the deepest for me. Mm -hmm. I think that's what both of us have found too, especially, I mean, we've always loved being out in nature. Um, but I think after our loss and through grief too, Lex and I spent a lot of time together out in nature and I think um, myself especially I'm assuming Lex as well we both look at things so I look at things so differently now um, you know I try to find meaning in pretty much everything I feel like I look at or see I'm like there has to be some kind of meaning behind that whether there is or not but I choose to to believe that there is and I think a lot of the things you talked about too in your book um, in regards to signs we had very similar experiences um 11 11 was one that you talked about you had a whole chapter on that and that one was huge that I was like you know I, I think I did notice this a little bit before but it really I noticed it a lot more after my loss and um you did mention kind of what it meant I think you got it I can't remember where you got it from but 11 11 sign means you're on the right track aligned with your highest truth and um that was something I I didn't know for a long time I think really until we had a numerologist on our podcast and we talked a little bit about numbers and things like that that's what you're talking about a numerology a numerology I think um but then also the butterfly thing too is is something that um our family did notice quite a bit also after um our our loss and also in your book you talked about that they're symbolic of immortality and representing souls of the dead which Honestly, I never really looked too much into that, but I think animals, um, you know, we've had certain birds and things as well, but I think animals are so symbolic. I know Lex has her an owl. Um, there's certain things that um, if we really look into them, they really do have this symbolism and really amazing meaning behind them. So I think um, the fact that you touch on certain signs and, and what they mean um, is, is amazing. And I know after my loss too, like same thing, I was searching out books and I couldn't really find anything that I really felt I related to. I mean, I was 24. I lost my partner suddenly and tragically. And I really felt like I was the only person in the world who had been through that, which of course is not the case. Um, but because I felt like I had no one that I knew that had been through something similar, I did try to find books. And I did find one where um, someone had lost their partner, obviously different, but they never really talked about like the signs and things like that. And so I think if I had found your book, I don't know, this happened in 2019. So I don't know if it was even published then. But I think um, for anyone who's either experienced a loss or whatever, I think it would be really helpful to read your book or one like this that really talks about the signs because it makes you not feel like you're going as crazy or, you know, you try to fight these certain things that you're seeing because you're worried about other people's opinions or perspectives or, or whatever. So I think um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think I wish I had read it or something similar to that after my loss. Obviously, I did kind of believe it because Lex was experiencing similar things and people in my family were experiencing certain things with me. But it's really easy to um, try to shut those feelings down. And just I, I walked around for months just telling people I was crazy. And grief, grief makes you feel crazy. And it makes you yeah, question a lot of things. So yeah, well, I'm so glad you told me that because I, I did feel like I, like I said in the beginning, I wanted to write the book that I wanted to read. So when you tell me like, oh, I, I, I wish I would have found this, mm -hmm. you know, it makes me feel so good that you, that that's what the message you got out of it, because I feel like there are a lot of grief books, but not a lot that focus on the, the spiritual aspect of it. And, you know, there's the loneliness that people feel and the depression or the anxiety of not having that person around. But yeah, the, the, the rest of it, there's a whole other component to it, you know, about when you get little signs or maybe you're even craving signs and you don't even know how to access that. So I feel like 
that is a, another component to grief and to losing someone. So I, I mm-hmm. thank you for telling me that. I really, I, that makes me so happy that, mm-hmm. that you got that out of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was even writing a book was something that I had even pondered after my grief. I just wasn't, I don't think in the right space mentally for quite some time. And then I kind of hopped back into work and and was busy with that a year later. And so it just never really um, turned into anything. But it's you never know it's definitely one I yours is definitely one I'll recommend to people now but yeah I mean we decided to kind of do this podcast together because it was such a uh we had such an incredible couple years you know uncovering all this and yeah like you said maybe no maybe and never know maybe it's something I would do in the future but for now I think we're we're getting so much out of this podcast and we get to talk to people like you who you know if, if we didn't have this we wouldn't get to explore all of these different modalities and talk to people who have written these really incredible books. And we just feel honored we get to do this week after week and share this with people because it's, I mean, not a lot of people get to do this, right? Like people will read someone's book and that's it. Yeah. So And podcasts are so hot right now. So it's like, you know, you know, and then, you know, everything is learning too. You're, you're kind of absorbing all this like great information and we're both sharing our experiences and connecting that way. So it's definitely, um, you know, on my part too, I, I love hearing your story as well as telling mine. So it's, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I've had other people tell me that they, um, after they read my book, they actually said my, you know, my sister just, my sister-in-law just lost her boyfriend or, or my, my cousin lost, you know, the, their mother or, you know, whatever it was. And, mm-hmm. or my friend lost her other friend or, and so I'm sending your book to them because I think it's going to be a great healing uh, source for them and, you know, as a grief gift. And I thought, that's so great. I love that idea that, you know, you know, cause you never know what to send yeah. to people. People send flowers and other, you know, people send candles and whatever, but some people that if you, you know, if you like to read sending a book about comfort and grief and afterlife or opening up or connection is, is a great a great gift as well so Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's huge I know after our loss like um you know especially my partner's family they got a lot of like you know an excessive amount of flowers and food platters and I mean people do are so kind and so generous after that um but you know you can only eat through I mean one you don't (laughs) feel like eating two you can only eat through so many food platters before it goes bad and only I think having a whole bunch of flowers in your house too can sometimes be depending on the person, but I know, I know it was definitely a hard thing. Um, so I think again, like you said, that is such a beautiful way to um, in different ways share with someone who's been through that. And I do know my mom, our moms are two of our biggest fans for our podcast. And um, I know that my mom too has sent our podcast out to people too, have, who have just been through a loss too you know, kind of listen to our story and just some of the things that have helped us too, which is, which is why we're here. We're here to help other people. And, um, you know, if we had come across a lot of these things initially after our grief, you know, it would have been cool, but that's just not the way it worked, but hopefully it is. Well, it's, it's unfolding the way it's meant to unfold. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. So everything, and just think about what your life has in store. You know, you're, you guys are so young and all the things that are going to happen for you and all the experiences and all the knowledge that's going to come your way. It's so exciting that you guys are feeling this way right now Mm -hmm. at such a young age. That's so special. So it's, it, you know, you, you did, you took your, you took your grief and your experience and you turned it into something. So that's really a wonderful um, way to participate. Yeah. Big time. We can thank Svenny for that. And um, I know Sid mentioned one of the signs that you had was the eleven eleven, and he's mentioned the butterfly, but just um, to kind of share that with a bit more perspective, like we done us a episode on the signs and symbols and synchronicities that we've had um can you share a couple more of yours just so we can kind of continue sharing these experiences and help anyone who might be feeling like they want to see more signs or feel that they're actually getting validation from whatever signs that they are receiving yeah of course i um well the 11 11 was something that 
I kept seeing over and over again. And I, I, you know, every time I looked at the clock or I would look at something, I would see a sign or something. And I was like, Oh, that's so weird. I keep getting this, you know, I wonder what that means. And, um, I did some research and it, um, like Sydney had said it, it was a sign to show that you're, it's like a, a numerology symbol. That's you're on your highest path. You're, you're living your highest truth. So I was like, okay, I have no argument about that. Okay. But then I kept getting signs like from um, when things would go like, uh, like I think it was, let me think my uncle, my uncle passed away and this was after my grandmother and he, we had gotten a phone call in the middle of the night that he had had a stroke and he was at the hospital and so we had gone the next day and, and I kind of went by his bedside and I was, I could tell that he was struggling with something. He couldn't speak and he didn't open up his eyes or anything, but he was kind of struggling. And he had this elderly lady friend. It's weird to say girlfriend, but <laughs> you know, his wife had died and he, you know, he found happiness again, eventually with this nice lady. And so she was kind of on her own and he had all this, he didn't have children. So I was kind of like, a, a clo- you know, his, as his niece, one of the closest people. So I kind of just held his hand and I said, I'm going to take care of everything for you. I don't want you to worry. I want you to be at peace. And I felt like he had kind of calmed down after I said that, like he kind of went from kind of being fidgety to kind of just like relaxing into it. And that night I went home and I kind of went in the cabinet and I was getting a glass of water or something or, and I, it was weird. This mesh butterfly fell out of the cabinet. And I was like, I don't remember putting that in there. I'm sure I did, but it was weird that I've been going in that cabinet numerous times and it just happened to fall out that evening. And when I looked at the clock, it said 11, 11. Mm -hmm. And I got this instant feeling that he was going to die like soon. And I think like two hours later, we got a phone call that he had passed away. So I feel like things like that have been always happening to me. And when I, when I was talking to my mom about it, she had also told me that her father, my grandfather died on 11, 11, which is November 11th at 11, 11. And so he was an elk and I kind of go into this a little bit in the book, but he was an elk, which is one of those, you know, it was like, it's kind of almost extinct now. A lot of people don't do that anymore, but an elk was like a kind of like a brotherhood of where people would gather and they would do different things with for and with the community. And so he was part of that, I guess, in the maybe fifties and sixties or something till the end of his life. And so when and my mother had no idea about this 1111 thing. And then when she went to the funeral, uh, they all showed up with this like big symbol, like a gong type of thing. And they went and they recited this toast and it was, it was the 1111 toast. And so I, it's, it's in my book. I have it, you know, the, the actual wording and everything, but we thought that was weird. He died at 11-11 on 11-11. We have the, you know, we have the death certificate that says it all. And then they show up and they're doing this 11-11 kind of um, symbolic thing about the Elks. And I, I don't know. I just feel like signs like that are undeniable. I mean, it's, it's amazing what happens. And I feel like, you know, signs are always kind of happening and you have to pay attention to them. And, you know, when you, when you start to kind of, um, listen to mediums and you kind of read some books that mediums write, they also encourage you to create your own language with the, the person that you had lost. And so, you know, if you want to say, say it's your, um, you know, your uncle Bob or something and you, and you're close with him and you want to say, uncle Bob, you know, I, I really want to connect with you. Can you send me a, piece of bubble gum tomorrow, pink bubble gum. So make it really specific and start to ask for those things. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, you know, tomorrow, but you know, you could ask soon, you could say, send me pink bubble gum soon. And 
see what happens, you know? And a lot of times if you are connected with that person and, you know, you will get that sign. Um, and I think the more specific, you know, not something too, you know, you, if you've just said a blackbird lands on my stoop and you're black, this blackbird always lands on your stoop, then, then you're going to, you're going to kind of wonder if that was really true. But if you're going to say, show me a purple elephant in the next week, um, to let me know you're here with me and you love me and I love you. And, and then they, and you see that a purple elephant, that's pretty convincing. I mean, I, I would, I tend to think that's less of a coincidence than anything. So I feel like people need to just kind of communicate, you know, ask for things. That's what they say. Like mediums will say, ask for things, ask, ask to be connected to the person you love and sh let them show you how to do that. And so kind of I, I'm, I'm exploring all those options and those those suggestions right now I've been reading a couple of books on uh, from mediums and I've been kind of like trying different things and saying okay you know let, let's like okay now everyone knows about the butterfly so let me let me get something else and so I've been kind of experimenting with like my grandmother and my father and and seeing if I could get stuff and it's it's actually worked it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah but I'm not telling it. what it is I'm not telling <laughs> what it is <laughs> maybe that maybe book two or something we'll see <laughs> cool yeah and it's going to be different for everyone too right and I think a big piece with that is it's not always going to come in the ways that you think it might like if you're asking for even a butterfly, it might not be that you see a butterfly physically come like land on your shoulder. Um, but if you're asking, let's say for an orange butterfly, you might be scrolling on social media and an ad pops up and that's what the butterfly, that's the color of the butterfly that you've asked for, right? Like it's not always in yeah. those ways that we expect. And then paying attention yeah. and saying thank you to whoever it is that placed that there for you, I think is, um, really important too to show and prove to them that you're paying attention to the efforts that they are putting in for you. Yeah. And also just being grateful, you know, and connecting with them, not just always asking for a sign. You can't just like ignore and then just say, send me a sign. You know, I want a sign and demand it. You have to, <laughs> you kind of have to maybe, I, I, I mean, I talked to my, my grandmother on a regular basis. I feel like I'm just going to keep that connection, whether she's around that right then and there, I don't know, but I'll, I'll say, Hey, uh, guess what I did today? Or you would be so proud of me. Guess what happened? Or I saw your favorite um, movie today. I I'll, I'll keep her alive in my thoughts and my conversation. And then when I kind of do want her to just connect with me, cause she can't, you know, I don't know how it works, but can they connect with you whenever they want? Or is it, you know, we don't know, really, there's no answer. Mm -hmm. But I feel like then when I do get a sign, or when I ask for something specific, I feel like she never lets me down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I think Lex and I were both smiling a couple minutes ago when you're talking, you brought up elephant, which is one of my signs. And purple is my favorite color. So we're both just sitting over here, like kind of smirking. But I think that's also, <laughs> that, that's a side note. But um, maybe I got channeled. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I got channeled and I, totally. I was, I'm giving you this gift right now. Who knows? Exactly. It just came into my head and now it's something for you to cherish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a little, a little wave. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, uh, I love elephants. They're beautiful, beautiful animals. And yeah, it's one of my signs. So we're both just over here smiling, but yeah, I think what you're saying too is so important. I know even there were certain people in my partner's, um, life after he passed and you know Lex and I were out there you know looking for the signs after we kind of realized that was going on and you know I think the biggest thing is asking the universe or your loved one for these things but I do know there was people um, that he was close with before that were like you know I don't see anything I I you know never receive anything blah 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 but I think it's you know it you know you have to do a little bit of asking or just you know being aware it's not just going to I mean, sometimes it will come right in front of your face and be super obvious, but a lot of the times, you know, you do kind of have to pay, pay attention to it, which I think is, is huge. So, um, yeah. And I feel like you have to believe, I yeah. mean, I think I, I wrote mm -hmm. something similar in my book about that. Like you can ask as much as you want, but it's the believing behind the asking that is the true source 
of connection. It's really believing that there is something there and that you will be connected to this person for, for eternity and no matter, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And believing that they're there for real doing these things with you because, um, I know that's another big piece of it. When I started having these experiences and I told my boyfriend about it, he was like, yeah, that's just a coincidence. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, and, and you're, I can't believe you believe that kind of thing. And I think being able to dismiss whatever it is that other people believe and just like really go for what feels true to you um, when you're having all of those experiences and paying attention and believing whatever the hell you want to believe when it comes to all of that, because um, we're all going to see that differently. I know one of my things is like finding dimes and I find them very often. um, And especially I will ask for them occasionally and then I keep them all. And it's all, my boyfriend's always like, well, what the hell are you doing with that jar of dimes? And it's just my little reminder that (laughs) people have left them for me and I know where they came from um as soon as I pick it up I I could I know who to thank and um yeah I think that's just another important piece is like you can see it as a coincidence or you can see it as something truly magical and I choose the latter um every time see that's wonderful that's such a great attitude to have too and you know maybe your boyfriend just hasn't had his own experience with it so it's just kind of seems far-fetched um and I feel like once you have a legitimate experience like either a dream that cannot be denied or a sign then you just feel like oh yeah you feel it in your soul that's it's a hard thing to explain but you feel like no there's no doubt this is true and I believe it with every core of who I am you know Mm -hmm. and I, I I maybe not everyone has been blessed with that experience yet but you know, not everybody has lost someone or is on a spiritual journey, such as I guess the three of us are so and hopefully a lot of the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you said too about like, you feel it in your soul. We, I mean, I think nothing warms or has warmed my heart more than when I've come across certain things or had these feelings. And you feel like you said, in your soul, you feel it in your gut, you feel it in your heart. I remember I think it was five months after our my loss, the day, almost to the hour, honestly. Um, I My mom and I were out walking and I was kind of having a hard time and a bunch of things were kind of going on in my life. And um, we came across, I looked down and there was this leaf on the ground that had like this like almost perfectly shaped heart, like kind of cut out in the middle of it. Um, And I just knew the second I looked down at it and it was like one of the, it's honestly one of my favorite, I think, signs that I've received and memories from that loss, because it was like, you know, to the day, to the hour, um, I felt right in my heart. Like there's certain things that happen that you just can't deny that they weren't placed there in your path for a reason. Um, And that's like one of the most special ones for me that like, I'll always remember. I actually like sprayed it with I can't remember what it's called, something that like preserves it. And I do have it at my parents' house, but um, it's, it's so nice to, if you can keep and hold on to these little things too, these little reminders and pieces of that person and these things they're sending you are so special too. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that is special. And to, and also I feel like a lot of signs come through on important occasions too. Like Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be their birthday or your birthday or a holiday, I feel yeah. like th- they're saying, hey, we're still around. We're still celebrating with you. And, yeah. you know, we, we still want you to know that we're here and celebrating you or, you know, if it's your birthday or whatever. I feel like that's happened quite often. It was really close to my birthday, actually. So it's funny you bring it up. It was like a week before my birthday or 10 days mm-hmm. before my birthday. So it's really, that's funny. You are psychic. You keep saying all these things. <laughs> and you mentioned it in your book too. It's so cool. Well, I was, I wasn't going to say anything yeah. before when you mentioned the dime, but then I, I think I might as well tell you, I, it, it's weird because I was downstairs doing some laundry and I just moved something and there was a dime sitting there and I went, huh, that's weird. There's a dime there. Mm. And I was like, Hmm. 
And then you're like, and it was like, we're having this thing today. And now no you're telling way. me about a dime. Well, and I was here like, you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's any connection to it, but let's say there is. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the year was. Did you look at the year? <laughs> no, you know, it's yeah. funny. I left it there. I just oh. was like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to look though. And I, I will email you later yes. and I'm just going to see what, what year it was. We'll see if it's got a, if there's a numerology thing playing here. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's always the, the most exciting part too. I think, I mean, Lex is obviously that's kind of her sign. I've come across a couple dimes or pennies, but it's so exciting picking it up and you're like trying to like anticipate what year it's going to be on it it's like I think one of the most exciting parts of coming across a coin it's like ah, yeah who's it going to be from or what year is it so because every year is every year has certain meanings even if it's like the only person you've lost or whatever so yeah yeah very so true cool. oh, I love it that's a little another little synchronicity for all of us to share yeah mm-hmm well, this has been such an amazing conversation, Kristen. We feel so blessed and lucky to have you here today. Um, I think we'll start to wrap this up. Um, I think um, what I want to ask is, um, what did these experiences teach you about yourself, um, either through your losses, writing your book, etc.? cetera? Um, and what advice or piece of information would you give to someone who's grieving a loss right now? Well, I think I would, what it's taught me is how resilient we can be. Um, you think you're at the worst day of your life and you, you'll never feel better and you'll never smile again. You'll never be happy again. And that is true for a little while, but then eventually you just start to become yourself again and you'll find hope and laughter in different things that happen. So I feel like as a, as people were so, res we're so resilient and hopeful. And I think it's so important to hold on to that and don't diminish your feelings. Grief is, it is what it is. It, it's sad and lonely and it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay if one person feels that, that way for six months and another person is like that for two years, I think we all have our own timeline. And I think that's what I would, I'd learned about myself is that I can go, I can get through this and things do make us stronger. Um, and who would have thought like right now I'd be sitting here on a podcast talking to you lovely ladies about this when I was kind of curled up in a ball in my bed, grieving my grandmother and who knew that a book was going to come out of it and podcasts and, you know, a book of the year award. I, I, you just don't know what life has in store. And it doesn't mean it has to be so grand. It could just mean that you're growing as a person too. And it could be small leaps and bounds. So I think that's important to remember, you know, for anyone that's out there, you, you can get through what you're going through and we are all in this together. We all grieve, we all hurt, but we all can recover and we all can feel joy again and just keep hopeful that that will happen and just go through the motions and feel what you feel. But don't forget that we all feel that way and everyone's connected through love. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. That's just, I think, a very beautiful and wonderful way to end this conversation today. Um, and Kristen, can you share with us as well where all of our listeners can find you? So I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook, Kristen Joy Lavin on Facebook. On Instagram, I go under my name or Kristen's Joyride. Um, and I have a website, kristenjoylavin.com. And you could find my book on, you could always ask, I always try to support local businesses. So you could always ask your local bookseller or bookshop to order it if they don't have it. But it's also available online wherever books are sold, including Amazon, audiobooks.com. It's on Spotify, the audiobook, um, Audible, um, Barnes and Noble, and you know wherever you get your books, it's there. And I'm always appreciative when people leave reviews because I am an independent, woman-owned publishing company that uh, I rely on my own, you know, uh, creativity to get my 
my book out there. And so anytime someone leaves a review, I'm always very appreciative. So thank you in advance. We and thank both. you guys for having yeah. me on, Sydney and Alexa. You guys were such a joy. And I wish you the best of luck in your journeys. And I hope that your podcast is a huge success and that um, hopefully we meet again. Thank you for listening to the Soul Connection Duo podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Your support for our podcast helps us to grow our amazing community and allows us to create new and exciting episodes each month. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite listening platform and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for new content updates and more.